In order to love who you are, you cannot hate the experiences that shaped you. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of our podcast series. The podcast that inspires and educates through the sharing of real-life experiences. I am Sheila, your host, and with me today is guest Fabiana Doria, joining in remotely all the way from Brazil. Fabiana is a corporate lawyer turned life coach, a writer and a public speaker. She writes on emotional health and insights for a Brazilian magazine with a distribution outlet in London. Fabiana says, and I quote, we can only love ourselves as much as we love others. Hello, Fabiana, and welcome to Podcast with Sheila. Hello, Sheila. Thank you so much for having me and you know, being a part of this beautiful podcast, spreading the message of love out there. Thank you. You're welcome. So how is it out there in Brazil? It's amazing. It's summertime here now. <laughs> so it's pretty hot. I ran away from the cold London weather and came for a little bit of a sunshine during this lockdown. I envy you. <laughs> I, I miss the summer. <laughs> it's so cold and icy. These days we have snow almost every other day. Oh, it's God. so cold and icy. Anyway, <laughs> I miss you. I, I miss the summer. <laughs> I won't lie to you. So tell me, what are some of the remarkable landmarks in Brazil? Brazil is, is such a huge country, right? It's the territorial extension, extension is so big. Okay. So I'm from Northern Brazil, South Bahia, which is the Africanized part of the Brazil. And for me, this is my favorite landmark because what we had was exactly a mixture of religion, of um, culture, of everything. So you see that if you come to Bahia, you will see the mix of Africans and Portuguese and indigenous people. And it's just so beautiful. I love it. So for me, this is my, the landmark that I like the most. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So you have a mixture of everyone in there, kind of. Is it multicultural? Um, yeah. is Brazil is multicultural, is it? It's very multicultural, and especially Bahia, Salvador was the first capital of Brazil. Mm-hmm. So the Portuguese, that's where the Portuguese came here, and this was the slave trafficking. So the the the, the black population, the African population, is from Salvador, where I'm from. So you see all the um, the religion, uh, the Orishas, the Xhosa, um, they still speak African language, the, the dance and the drums and the colors just so rich. I love it. Oh. I love my culture. Okay, so you've lived a part of your life in London before. What would you say in comparison London and Brazil? What would you say? Do you, you know, your lifestyle in London and your lifestyle in Brazil, what's the difference? It's two completely different right. worlds in respect to everything from culture to climate to people. Yeah. to how people behave it's it's a completely different uh lifestyle it was really a shock to my system really a shock to my system i can imagine, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on why did you decide to leave everything behind leave your job your family your lifestyle you know adorable lifestyle your culture and everything and what people would term a stable lifestyle to journey within. Why did you leave everything? 
you say Sheila I, I I was brought up I'm the youngest I have two old, older sisters I have a very loving family parents that they always cared for me I had an amazing childhood in Brazil riding horses climbing trees eating mangoes from the trees it was amazing but I also come from a very small portion society in Salvador where everyone is put in a box okay they are categorized in in fine by that so my reality was that you're supposed to go to a good university find a good job find a good man get married have kids have the white the house with the white fence and that's life right people don't question that's the reality you're fed and that's life yeah And for for some, that's a pretty damn good life. I mean, my, both of my sisters went that way. My parents went that way. My grandparents went that way. And they're happy with that lifestyle. But I was going the same way. So at 22, I was engaged. I was a lawyer. I was working for a big law firm. And I had a very comfortable lifestyle. But I was so unhappy. I was just so unhappy and I couldn't understand why because for me was there's something wrong with me why do I not want what everyone else wants yeah. but there was only one reality I knew because where I'm from is really really a bubble so I didn't know anyone who traveled or who had a different lifestyle and if I went and I spoke with my friends that I had this sadness within They would think I'm crazy or even worse, they would think I'm ungrateful because I didn't have any valid on their view, a motive to complain about life. I was healthy, I had a loving family, I had a guy that loved me. But that cake, I didn't pick up that ingredient. No. I was fed that. I was fed to believe that this was life and that's happiness. Okay. And At 22, I had a breakdown. I said, you know what? I have two options. Either I get stuck on this or I, I go find myself and I leave everything behind, everything that I know. And I start to really question, is that what you want or is that what society, religion, your family is feeding you? And it's not easy. It's not easy to make this decision when you're 22, when you're engaged, when you have a stable lifestyle, a job, a career. And when you don't know any other reality, it's where do I go from here? What is this reality? For me, the reality is what works for you. You have to pick up your own ingredients to make yourself a delicious cake. You know, because what works for you may not work for other people. And at that point in my life, was not working for me. Not to say that at some point I may want to get married and settle down and have the kids with the white fence. That's perfectly valid, and I, I might want that in a, another period of my life. Okay. But my career at that time was not satisfying my soul. My relationship was not the, was not what I wanted out of a relationship. Nothing wrong with him, but that. The model of relationship didn't speak to me, but I didn't know any better because I never questioned myself at that point. So, um, 
in studying law, law was something you decided to do on your own. It wasn't forced yes. on you because I know some parents like their children to be lawyers. Your parents didn't do that. You went out to be a lawyer on your own, on your own terms, like, yeah, yeah a decision you made when you were growing up. So after you become a lawyer, why did you then say, I don't feel comfortable practicing law anymore? What? Yes. The law environment you were in that gave you the pressure to move out or what was it? Did you suddenly fall out of being a lawyer? Oh. I did. I did. Since I was very young, I always was the oppressed. I was always very strong class leader. And I've always defended those that were bullied. So I had this very strong sense of justice. So I chose to be a lawyer very young. When I, I remember I was around three, uh, third or fourth grade, I said, that's what I want to do in my life. I want to voice the oppressed. I want to, I want to give power to the people. I want them to be heard. But especially in Brazil, when you read the constitution, it makes you want to cry. It's beautifully written. But when you put into practice, it's just terrible. And I just had a, the biggest realization that I was trying to change the world when I was a lawyer. But when I went to psychology and coaching and therapy, what it came to me is like, you have to change yourself first. Exactly. Because the world happens from you and not for you. That's that's the only thing that's within my power. And there's a Chinese proverb that says, before going out and changing the world, go around your house three times. Wow. And that's what I did. I had to go inside and around my own house, my body, my physical body, my mind, my emotions, my spirituality, ground myself, and then I'm in a better place to help other people. Wait then, let's hold it there. Does it mean that at the time you were in a relationship, you didn't you, you didn't love yourself enough to be able to give out love to the other partner? That is why you went out of it. Is that is that it? I I think at that time, self love was not even a very recurrent theme for me because I was so unconscious of what was that I really wanted because I was just eating the reality that people was, you know, people or society or TV portrayed as good and positive. And I was just eating it without even questioning. I was not even digesting what I was being fed. I was taking their reality as my own without questioning. So with him, it could be something a lack of, oh, will I ever be able to find someone that loves me as much as he loves me? Because he really did love me. So my, at that time, I remember thinking, but do I really love him or I love the love that he gives it to me, right? Or am I scared of looking for something else? Or am I I'm scared to questioning myself and to bringing all these fears to surface so I can work on? Wow. So what does it mean to journey within? Perfect. So journeying with, within for me was really deconstructing. And that's why I chose to go across the ocean. Because across the ocean, I was by myself. I was completely alone, away from all of my the birth of my identifications. There I was. I was not Fabiana Doria, who was the lawyer, who was the daughter of the fiancé of. I was just anonymous yeah so I had no identification so there I could really start to ask myself what works for you try something different try 
you know, uh, different models of relationships. Try being by yourself, completely by yourself. Try solitude for the first time. Just see if you can spend your own company, you know. And this was so important for me. London was such a teacher for me. I've been through such a lot. I dealt with so many things. I dealt with rejection in London. I went from being um, a lawyer to being a waitress, um, from studying, working, a flat share. I mean, I had a, a completely different lifestyle here. My, my, my life changed from 360. And I remember my sisters, they came visiting. They were like, Are you, have you gone mad? What's wrong with you? You know? And, and I was like, listen, it's a choice. I'm here by choice. I, I'm, I'm humbled by the experience of serving. Being on the other side of the table was my first serving experience, really. And I was so humbled by it. So it was such a teacher for me, London. I would never do it anything different. It's also very harsh. I had to deal with death by myself. I was hospitalized for a week. And you know, you you question, you're like, why are you going through this, Fabiana? And then I would never be able to be here with you sitting today if I if my experience shaped me. It's if I had not gone through that. It's true. It's beautiful the way experiences shape shape us because you think you had it all set out on the table for you in Brazil. You left it to experience the other side of life where you have to experience a bit of hardship, growing up through it. And then that rather shaped your life to become what you are today. And I think it's beautiful. Sometimes when we go through tough, difficult times, and then we tend to look at it as a problem rather than a blessing, I always say. But it looks like, from what you're telling me, one will be looking at it as hardship. Like you said, your sisters came to you and said, are you crazy? Why would you allow yourself, a lawyer, allow yourself to be a waitress, go and rent a house somewhere else when you have a big house waiting for you in Brazil? You do all of those things. But then it shapes us. When we allow ourselves to learn certain things, it shapes us. Somebody will say, why do you do that? It's, well, it's a choice. Like you said, you had to do it to find yourself. And you did find yourself, didn't you? Yes, I'm, I'm, I can tell you like, and, and I saw that with COVID, like when COVID came and I saw a lot of my friends depressed and very anxious, a lot of anxiety. And I've been doing inner work forever and it's an ongoing job because you can only take your client as deep as you are. So I really work on myself to be the best I can be in order to be there for my clients. So I saw that all these years of inner work had taken me to a, such a stable and grounded position that is really hard to shake me through. And I, I embrace change with such adaptability and, and rapid and with joy that people are like, wow, I, I, you know, COVID came, I came to Brazil, then had to go back to London, then I was there, COVID came again, I moved all my stuff out by myself during second lockdown, got COVID, came back to Brazil, but all very lightly, I took it very lightly, not once I was anxious, not once I was scared, and then you see all these years has brought me to where I am now, grounded in my truth. I know who I am. I know where, where I want to be. I know how I want to show up in this world. And I know my mark, what I want to leave in this world. I want to leave it better 
better than when I came in. Beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. So what gave rise to the feeling of not wanting to live the having it all lifestyle? It's, I mean, I love a having it all style. I'm a big advocate for you don't have to choose. There's this big misconception, like they say, oh, if you're lucky in a game, you're unlucky in love. No, let's deconstruct that, you know? You can have it all. You can be lucky in a game and you can be lucky in love and you can have a big house and an amazing husband and you can have whatever you want. But that having all that I had back then was not the have it all that I wanted, you see? Okay. It was the have it all that people perceived as having it all. So when people looked at me and at that time when I was really struggling, there was this sadness that accompanied me. They would think poor little rich girl. She has no reason for such despair. And inside my skin, I was feeling the pain of not belonging there. That was not my place, I, you know. It's so funny how people perceive you, right? No one knows the pain and the beauty of being who you really are. So I'm, that's one thing I work with my clients as well. A lot is judgments, you know. Don't, don't think that because you think her life is perfect, that it actually is. But luckily I had the courage to see, okay, to, to go and seek or what, what was, what meant having it all for me? That was the only thing I cared. What does it mean having it all for me? And then I went after that. So would you ever marry, are you married? I'm not married, no. Yeah. I married myself. <laughs> married that's, yourself. That's, right? that's the next question I want to ask you. What does it mean to marry yourself? So if you marry yourself then, then you're not going to get married, is that it? No, 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 not at all, not at all. I always say, ma marry yourself. You can marry yourself at any given time, in any civil status. You can be married, divorced, widowed. Marrying yourself just means looking at yourself, looking at what you want, because if it's love that you want, it's love that you have to give to yourself first. And that's not being egotistical. That's not confuse self-love with being selfish. There's two completely different things. Self-love vibrates on the energy of ambulance. And the more you give, the more you have. Selfishness vibrates on the, um, on the energy of lack. So you don't give because you fear that it's gonna, you're not going to get it, right? Yeah. So you're scared to give. So you're vibrating on lack. So you're going to experience lack if you vibrate on lack. That's true. Yes, yes. So, marrying yourself, you can be widowed, single, divorced, married. It doesn't matter your civil state. It can be anything you like. Marrying yourself means self that is loving, caring, of forgiveness. Because at the end of the day, the relationship you establish with yourself will dictate every other relationship in your life. So when you treat yourself with respect, you'll be able to establish healthy boundaries. You'll be able to communicate better with your partner, with your work colleague. So every relationship starts within. Within. So everyone else, with you, right? Within. So every 
everyone else will benefit from this relationship that you establish with yourself. 100%. When you're good, when you're grounded. Marry themselves. Everyone needs to do that. Because when you marry yourself, take good care of yourself, love yourself, then you can give love to others, you know. So then it's, it's an ingredient for everyone to grab on, you know, yeah. everyone, child, old, whoever you are, you need to marry yourself. First, love yourself, and then you'll be able to give out. I think that's beautiful, isn't it? That is, it, yeah. that's beautiful, it makes sense. Talk to us about your online um, mentorship program and your ebook, Marry Yourself. Yeah. So I have, a, um, I'm a self-love expert, uh, a life coach. And in London, before the lockdown, I used to give workshops. It's called Marry Yourself First Workshop. And it used to be presential. But unfortunately, with COVID, um, I'm which sure the world can join. And it's a one-month mentorship program with four live sessions. And in an ongoing during this month, uh, we have a, a group chat where we have access and it's really supportive. We have exercises to keep the clients going. Um, a one week, each week we do a different exercise to, to the client to really tap in this love, to really feel because one thing is when I'm talking here with you, oh, I've experienced this love and you know, it's, by the way, it's not an easy journey and I'm not gonna lie. It's a rocky road journey. Self-development is a rocky road journey, but is the most important journey it will take in your life, 100%. So this is a community, a very a free of judgment space. So it's a very safe space for you to be who you are and just come and show up to the world naked and unarmed. You know, we will, I created the space to hold people together and not only to learn from me, but I learn with my clients a lot as well. And they learn a lot with each other because they all come from very different experiences. And I invite everyone to try out because like I said, I don't want you to believe that because I'm telling you or because you read it somewhere, but I want you to experience for yourself what self-love can really do for you. And if you remember, do you remember, there's one thing I always tell my, my, my clients, the oxygen mask on the on the airplane, yeah. it always goes, put on yourself first and yeah. then on the person by your side. Yeah. yeah. Because if you don't take care of yourself, if you're not whole, if you're not complete, you will never be there for the other. True. There's no way. That's true. You know? That's true. So give us a brief about some of the exercise you do just a brief yes. an idea of what some of the exercise you do in your session. Perfect. So I always start my session um, with bringing to awareness, to conscious, because we can only change something when we take conscious that that needs changing. So the first thing I like to establish with my clients, I, I give them an exercise so they can bring up to their consciousness what is the relationship they establish with themselves? And most of them have an aha moment like that. <gasps> that is the way I treat myself. Oh my God. 
I would never treat my a loved one like that. Yeah. Okay. But see how you speak to you and you wouldn't speak to a loved one. Sometimes it's just so much easier to love thy neighbor than love ourselves. Yeah. We we can be very hard on ourselves. And on that, I'm actually gonna give um, a free webinar okay. on on marry yourself first. It's gonna be a two to three hour free online workshop, and we'll do some exercises that I do there on a mentorship. Great, great. Around March. Okay, okay. So as a life coach, what advice can you give on emotional health? A lot of there, a lot of emotions flying up all over the place. Marriages with COVID. People are scared, you know, of what is to come. Even with the vaccines, people are scared to take it. People are emotionally drained. People, you know, there are a lot of emotions going all over the place. What advice can you give to, can you give on emotional health? Yes. So my, my main advice right now, especially with this COVID situation and how the media and the fake news are propagating very fast, is zoom out of it, you know, I have so many clients right now, super anxious. They don't know where to start. They don't know where to go. But let me tell you something. You're not alone on that, on, on this. But you are responsible for what you're feeding yourself. So if you're constantly watching news that is propagating fear, rest assured, you're gonna, you're gonna feel fear. And there's so many communities right now, so many communities on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, free communities where you can join and you can express your fears and people will be there for you and you can get insights. I know I have a few discussions on my Instagrams on, on that as well. You know, send me a DM if you want me to bring something live. We can, you know, it's all about finding a community where you feel safe and to really let your anxiety out a little bit. audience connect with you so I'm back now after a three months break from social media uh, I decided to to go back so I'm most active on my Instagram I have LinkedIn as well but my Instagram is where I post most more videos there was one out today so it's Fabi underlying Doria and I'm very active there I think it's the best way to find me and where I post um, mentorship dates and free webinars as well. Great. What would be your last advice to our audience? My last advice is don't become a product of people's expectations. You know, we we die alone and we're we're born alone and we die alone. And there's no running away from that. But what you do on this journey of life and death is entirely your responsibility. So live your life. Don't live the life that others want you to live or that feels it's right for you. Bottom line is only you know what feels right for you. So have the courage to walk on your own shoes and walk your path. Your path is yours to walk, not for anyone else to understand. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Fabiana, for coming on podcast to Sheila. Loving yourself, self-love, I think is a big thing I learned something. You know, sometimes life throws a lot of things at us. We forget to even live a little. You get it. You wake up. Now that we even in 
a typical example, I'll, t I'll use my lifestyle now as an example. Now we have the children home doing remote learning. And if you have more than one child, it's a lot of work for you to do. So you have the children to take care of. You wake up in the morning and the life, your life even starts before you wake up. You mm -hmm. get what I mean? Then that you take care of your home. If you have to do extra jobs or other things on the side, you do them. Sometimes you go home. Um, to bed so late around 11 12 that is the time you're going or even around two o'clock 2 a.m is the time you're going to bed and then you have to be up again around six so you've only had four hours sleep you get it as a grown-up and sometimes there is not absolutely nothing you can do about it you have to get along with it so i think self-love is the best like you said on the plane it says get your oxygen on first before you try and assist assist someone but when we overlook the times that we are not resting or loving ourselves then we deprive ourselves of love so we can't even give it out properly to you know to our children to our partners to our parents or our friends everyone around us and i think it's a big thing that we should all consider you know take a break on life rest take care of yourself love yourself exercise rest you know all the good things that we want to do we should be able to do them love ourselves to the point that we'll be able to give others and yeah. i think it's a big great lovely message you brought on podcast today and i'm excited you came no oh, thank you for having me it's been a immense pleasure and to your point i completely i'm i'm experiencing this now because my sister is here from sao paulo with her two kids she's home officing as well one is five the other is two and i see how she runs around and i go to her don't forget to take 15 minutes of your day just for you to do what you want like even if it's reading a book chilling going for a walk but do it for you. You can, 15 minutes, I'll look for them. But it's very important. It's very important not to forget ourselves in the in the midst of this pandemic. Yeah. My God, it's brought a new turn to life, but we, we can't do anything about it just to live it. Wow. In closing, I'll say a massive thank you for coming. And hopefully thank we'll you. be able to bring you another time again when you have something to share with us. Of thank course. You. My pleasure. If you've been listening in, this is season two, episode four of our podcast series, where we've been bringing your way seasoned guests with inspiring life stories to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new podcast is released. We have a video presentation of this show on our YouTube channel. If you would like to see us in pictures, just search for Podcast with Sheila on YouTube and you'll find us. On this note, I would like to say a massive thank you to all our listeners from the 18 countries around the world. This show continues to grow stronger and stronger because of your support. Podcast with Sheila is aired on seven listening platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share this episode if you were inspired by it. Have a brilliant week ahead until we meet again in a fortnight. Happy New Year.